It'd be like, slam, slam, here comes the... I forgot. Who's that? Aaron... Aaron... Aaron Carter. It was Aaron, Aaron Carter. Carter. It's How I Beat Shaq, the song. That's what I was trying to... Nice. So what we doing swoosh because I was thinking of all the swoosh sounds that because it's a basketball song. I, was like, I do know this song. This is like this is the popular stuff when we were younger. Yeah, that we vaguely know because we weren't popular. Skip ahead. Let me see the video. Oh wow, I do know. I do totally remember that. I think the That's such an annoying was. little kid. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Player 5 Podcast. My name is Austin, and alongside with me and next to me again is Brendan. How you doing? Pretty good, man. How are you? I'm doing marvelous, man. Been a really fun week. Yeah. Playing a whole lot of Flight Simulator because that's what I do on my spare time. Yeah. Now. Also, true. a little bit of Minecraft, stuff like that. Uh, Rendon, let's go ahead. We have a lot of stuff, a lot of interesting stuff this week. Interesting and weird. Yeah, that's going to be our, our theme for today <laughs> is interesting and weird, I guess. But right. I know what you've been playing for t- the, the last Ten two minute. hours. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Ten minutes of the last two hours. Well, yeah, we've been trying to. Yeah. Um, Borderlands 3. Yeah. That's it, what the it, one you're excited for. Let's, let's get it. Right. Yeah, it just came out. And, um, you know, if, if when you listen to this episode, it'll have been out for a day. But, um, yeah, it's cool so far. I mean, you saw some of it. And uh, it looks like it really kind of gets into the action real fast, is what yeah. you said. And it looks incredible. I'm mean, yeah, gonna have to get used to it. Gonna have to like maybe adjust some settings, but um, it looks awesome. And I don't know, claptrap's annoying as always. Uh, but that's kind of like how it goes. It's very evident in the first two minutes. Yeah, <laughs> and you you're new to Borderlands, but that's like the whole thing. Like you know, claptrap's supposed to be like really annoying, and he is actually he's delivered on that in the beginning of Borderlands yeah. Three. He's annoying. They just jump into it. Yeah, like, yeah. Pretty much, they just jump. Like they're like, this game is not for like the newcomers. This is for right. It was hard. Those who 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 know this game. Yeah, I yeah, went, You were having a tough time. I went and like, fight for my life, fight for your life mode like three times. But yeah. uh, to be fair, I do play with the controller, and I was playing keyboard and mouse which i'm okay with in, in most games but in borderlands controller so much better <laughs> um but anyways yeah no it's, it's pretty cool uh yeah but uh austin uh tell people where we, they can find us they can find us on out podcast spotify stitcher google play hub city post.com city spell with an s find us on all those things rate review the show that you can also tweet at us at twitter at player five pod and on Instagram at player five underscore podcast. Let us know what you think about our topics. Tell us other things that we could talk about. We have brought those up before. So we're, we're, we're serious about that. Yeah. Um, other th- quick things that happened before we get into our first topic, Mario maker Coliseum happened this week. Some, you know, obviously Renan and I have been Mario maker fans. fans. Renan, Renan has, I've finally drawn Renan to the side. Uh, yeah. and this is his kind of very official first marker, uh, Mario Maker Coliseum or Mario Masters Coliseum, sorry. And um, just a shout out to them. They raised one hundred and eighty six thousand seven hundred twenty one dollars for direct relief. So yeah, that's huge. They easily broke the record from last year. 
I'm sure Mario Maker 2 definitely right. helped more awareness towards that group. Yeah. So really shout out to them. What was, that all doing well. What was one of your favorite parts that you get to watch? Much of I watched a good bit. The Family Feud thing it's was pretty, great. pretty yeah. hilarious. Yeah. You know, it's fun when they play Mario, obviously, and, and they showcase right. their, their stuff. But, like, they did the the Family Feud, the Mario Party, you know, Werewolf. Yeah. It's like when they do, you know, as a group of friends, like, go out and do Just other Just hang out. The whole almost. thing, you know, is, is doing things. Like, that's yeah. that's really fun. I really did like how they interacted with it. Like, they would do teams of four. But, like, if you donated a certain amount, you got to pick anyone else that was at mario masters coliseum to yeah. sub in for whoever of your choice so that they had a lot of like really cool incentives to, right. to get people to donate and it really yeah it yeah. really played off it was cool you know? i mean they had certain things that they were trying to get people to sign uh to like uh you know as a uh, gifts and stuff but i'll say my favorite part was that when uh panga and barb made a level together yeah and um it's actually an insanely cool level. I mean, it's two amazing creators right. doing a level together. And then the earlier in the show, uh, they had a all women uh, expert uh, run like to challenge, and the team names were Hisses and Honey. And now that the level that Panga and Barb made is now named Hisses and Honey, and it's actually published under Grand Pooh Bears name so it's awesome level so anyway i yeah. just love that it was like everything came together and we can all play uh a game uh, i mean a level that is history from this mario masters coliseum it was an awesome event i was yeah. really i was really happy with yeah it, they, so. they they go ham on that it, it's really awesome to watch yeah. uh banjo and kazooie the uh developer of, of that game made an interesting comment where you know they asked them obviously the hype of banjo and kazooie and smash has been you know pretty evident and they're saying, you know, so what's the future? He said that, you know, you look at the Crash, what 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 the Crash Bandicoot team has done and the Spyro team and how well the the remakes were. And now Activision is saying they want more new Crash games and Spyro games. So he said, you know, the best way to really gauge is to drop the remakes of them. And he said that he would love to do that. However, he said, when you look at what Microsoft is doing right now, we could totally bring that up, but we're just going to be a drop in a huge bucket of water to them out of all the things that they're doing right now. So he said, don't expect it, even though fans are really asking for it. So, I mean, obviously not a topic, but Rinda, do you think they should do it? Yeah, definitely. I think that... Um, like Microsoft should should let it happen? Oh, yeah. I, I have very good feeling that they would actually do it, honestly. Um, you know, I mean, ukulele was kind of a... I mean, that's hard to compare that, but ukulele yeah. was kind of a weird phenomenon. But ukulele is trying to capture the magic. Banjo and Kazooie is the magic. is the magic. Yeah. yeah, it's like the concept art and the finished product. You right. know, um, so I mean, I think they could definitely do it. Um, I'd like to see it because I'd like to play a Banjo Kazooie game. I mean, I guess I could have when you let me borrow your sixty four for a little while, but I didn't. <laughs> you didn't take advantage. Yeah, I didn't we'll jump on that. <laughs> uh, last but not least, a trend, uh, a a tag trended on Twitter. That's a whole lot of tease to yeah. go there. Um, Fix two K twenty, obviously basketball game. Has a lot of issues, uh, getting hugely review bombed for all of its issues. Renan, apparently, the game 
does not play very well unless you go to the quote unquote like little gambling section where you play like the lottery and such where you have to oh, use no. real money to uh, apparently no. that's all super smooth but there are apparently a lot of other issues with 2k20 the fact that the banners all around like the gems and such say 2k19 oh that's lame yeah like they didn't it's like really they just kind of see... cranked it out and didn't really well put... it's a yearly game you think they would you know they always have their bugs mad and all that because you yeah know, they don't care but because <laughs> there there was one hilarious review that upvoted it really well that said great casino lottery game with a weird basketball simulator on it yeah that was a hilarious review i appreciated that one shout out to whoever did that on steam i guess or, or wherever you reviewed it i don't yeah. know <laughs> crazy enough all the loot boxes people looking for money yeah it's just a money grab you know i want to say when i saw that and this is a thought i had as someone who's never played one of their games ever I know 2K is a developer, same people who make uh, Borderlands, but it's like a missed opportunity to call it NBA 2020 because 2K is like 2019, like 2K19, 2019. It's like 2020. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I I wish they would have called it 2020 in my opinion, but I don't know. Missed opportunity. Hindsight vision. Yeah. Is there 2020 on doing that? Yeah. But anyways... (laughs) Off to the awkward quick starts into our first official topic. Again, interesting and weird week. So let's just go ahead into it. We're going to start with Apple. Um, You know, the people who have a $10,000 screen with a $1,000 stand for it. Those people. (laughs) Looking for more ways to get your money by way of Apple Arcade. What is Apple Arcade? That is their new streaming service. We got to see it on their showcase this past week. Some interesting developers that they showed off are working on it. I mean, Konami and Capcom actually showed off their games, games that yeah. they're going to have for it, exclusive to it. Uh, Sega and Square Enix are two other people that were mentioned to have games But there's games a bunch more. Out. A whole lot more. Chucklefish, others. They, they showed it on their showcase. You'd have to check it out. Service will be about $5 a month. And that's for four people. Yeah, so like a it's family a family. Four, think, $5 deal. a month for a family. So, Renan, we got to see some of the games that they showed off. Yeah. Kind of how it works. What do you think about it? And as you yourself as a Apple iPhone user, a rich yeah. person amongst us. <laughs> okay. Has, yo, you know what, though? Before we get into this, Renan tells me all the time that he's still an Android fan. and I, likes, I don't likes like Apple is more like what it is. You say that, but you have an iPhone a MacBook, an Air, you AirPods, got AirPods. Apple I don't know, Renan. Are, are you in the upper upper tax bracket, and you're just not telling us? I'm definitely you know? not. I'm definitely not. Is it um, because you buy Apple that keeps you out of the well, upper tax bracket? All all of those things you mentioned, except <laughs> I think my iPhone. I bought it. And like you just look hand. at your Apple Watch as we're. St- <laughs> yeah, I was looking. The- <laughs> uh, I all oh, these poor persons taking forever to talk to me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm out. No, uh, no. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, yeah, I don't like Apple because of all their ridiculous company standards, but, um, uh, basically I, uh, you know, their ecosystem is, you can't beat it, but yeah. Anyways, um, as far as Apple arcade goes, I think that it's actually really cool, especially that it's five bucks a month. Right. If they were gonna pull an apple on us and say it was like ten bucks a month or twenty bucks a month, which I would never, I would, I would never, I wouldn't be surprised by that. I guess because, like you said, they have a a, a screen they're selling for five grand with a thousand dollars just for the stand. Like they're money grabbers, yeah, for sure. Um, 
So $5 a month, that's very democratizing price. Like that's like, that hits multiple demographics without, you know, being a huge barrier of entry. And I think mostly that is because I think they realize that the market for games like this, which is essentially mobile games, is not willing to buy in anywhere close to how it is whenever you right. can, when you're talking about like a AAA title, you know. Also, I think their model of, uh, you know, gate, like revenue is going to be more like the mobile game model is currently with micro- microtransactions, you know. So, yeah, you know, Apple's going to get that $5 off the top from everybody, but all these other developers are going to get millions of dollars like Clash of Clans uh, just from microtransactions of like right. buying stuff. So, you know, it's, it's a cool model. I don't think it's for people like you and me who play like real games, you know, in a yeah. lot of ways, I think it's going to introduce a lot of people who aren't like us into playing games more regularly and, you know, experiencing games because they seem to be simple games built around like simple concepts and you can play them on anything. The thing is like, if you're like, you know, if you have an iPad, an iPhone, a Mac, or a uh, Apple TV, you can play on all of them, and they're all cross-platform. Um, the most compelling thing to me about the whole announcement, though, and I'll let you respond, is the fact that it is all exclusive. Like, all the games that they've announced so far, and what they kind of hinted at is that all games on this new service will not be available anywhere else. Yeah. Which I don't actually see happening long-term, because I feel like if they people make a game for Apple Arcade and they can put it on Android. They're going to put it on Android as long as right. they don't have some kind of exclusivity deal. But they they did say initially that at least the game they showed off and so far it's like all these games are exclusive to Apple. So right. it is you know something if you buy this service then you can experience something that no one else can. That's kind of cool, I guess. So. Well, what I'm glad you brought that up at the very end because the thing that I wanted to get into was that the future of it because we look at it it's mobile games it is what it is they're they're saying you know exclusive right now and you know i you said earlier people don't really want to buy into this but hey one you know low monthly price of five dollars you might get into that but what if eventually they say you can't get games on the app store anymore and now all of a sudden games like flappy bird go over you know a free game yeah a very addicting free game candy crush Right. Some of these have their microtransactions. Most people uh, don't get into those. But let's say now, if you want to play those, you get have to have. I would say most people do service. get into those, though. I would say most people like us don't. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, I get you. It is. Yeah, it is more prevalent than than you and I take it to be because we usually don't get into that. Right. But. We're not microtransaction people, but mobile games make a lot of money. They do. <laughs> and I did spend way too much on Kingdom Hearts. Right, uh, and I'm Keaton. very close to spending money on Doctor Mario World right now. Just saying, so you know. <laughs> getting played by Doctor Mario everywhere yeah. you look. <laughs> everywhere I look, dude, I can't get away. Um, and so I wonder, like, what if they did that? And and now games like Five Birds and all that, like I was saying, free games. You know, now you're you're getting that five dollars a yeah. month just for those kind of stuff. You know, and it doesn't matter because now that's all five dollars, you you'll get everything. So, you know, I'm wondering, are they going to apple this up more later? Uh, we'll see, but you know, the I wouldn't games be surprised. Off, yeah, I wouldn't either. The games they showed off actually look relatively decent. Yeah, I have an I have an iPad Mini Four. Um, right. I don't. I use it mostly for flying or flight and such like that. I don't. I, I don't plan on getting Apple Arcade. Um, at this point, I yeah. really don't use that much phone apps games anymore. Um, right. I have a Switch now. I can take that with me. 
So yeah, Nintendo has definitely blew this really whole, that whole crash that market. Right. But Apple's going to find a way. I and guess. they're competing in both markets. That's just like, once, can we take yeah. a second and like appreciate Nintendo's like genius? Like they're literally compe- yeah. competing in the console market and the mobile game market well, at the same time. We're going to definitely get into Nintendo's genius. Quote uh, unquote. Yeah. Here yeah. in a second. Um, <laughs> interesting and weird yeah. week guys. It's the theme. Um, anyways, but yeah, no. So it looked good overall. Yeah, cool. I think that um, you know it, it can we can see some really cool stuff come from it, and you know we never know because they're trying to make this something you can play across all their devices, including like Apple TV. It could be cool for like it, it's it's for someone out there. It's not for people like us, I don't think. But yeah, it's like say you want to let your kids play games, but you don't want them. You don't want to buy a console that's $300 you can literally pay five bucks a month and they can play on the apple tv without even you know without a controller at all you know it's right interesting that that they're going for this so i, I think that um it could be cool but you are probably on something they may change it in the future like apple's like oh it's only five bucks a month and they're gonna be like well now it's 20 bucks a month yeah. and you can't download even well, you see here, it. you have to have a special input, you know, a, a special connector in your iPod, like an iLock type thing that we have for like Pro Tools and such. You can't yeah. use Pro Tools on your computer unless you have the iLock right. USB in. Now they're going to make a connector uh, that's going to go <laughs> into the charger port. So you can't charge your phone or use your headphones while that connector's in. But for a small price of $99, you can get a a port connector <laughs> that will allow you to play the games and charge your phone at the same time. And for $150, yeah. you could play your game, charge it and use headphones. Uh, also for 99, you can play the games and have a headphones. So they will have the special charger, yeah. the little port, but uh, that's going to coming soon guys. Yeah. I mean, you could say the same thing about <laughs> Nintendo switch where you can't, you if can't... they had Bluetooth audio, you know how much better it'd be. Oh my like, gosh, it would just dude. get immensely. <sighs> If they would have Bluetooth audio as well as headphone jacks in the pro controllers mm-hmm. and just do things like the way that Microsoft Everyone else and does. PlayStation does, yeah. like everything would have been so much easier. Right. Everything would have been so much easier. Uh, before I close this out, though, uh, since we're just talking about streaming services, Project Atlas, EA's wonderful thing. Whatever it is. Yeah. They're streaming, they're streaming services now in open beta on... Uh, or that's origin. cool i mean not I mean not no it's great keep all the ea games to themselves yeah <laughs> I, i'm ready that's... for ea games to just be like its own thing over there right like, like only certain people <laughs> right right and i will not be part of those people <laughs> i agree i won't either <laughs> um yeah it's getting to where it's like everyone has their own streaming services and they're you know kind of beating google and xbox to like fruition you know like google's coming soon but like ea already has an open beta for that it's kind of like well, technically, wasn't Project Stream open beta? Yeah, it was a beta. Well, it wasn't open. It was um, only... It was easy to get in, though. Yeah, it was invitation, but like it was really easy to get in. I don't know how exactly that all came, but because I signed up for it, but I didn't get an invitation. In a recent interview published on Nintendo's website, a few designers had comments on an upcoming on the upcoming Zelda game, Breath of the Wild sequel. We don't really know the name of it yet. Um, 
they were discussing in this interview and some of the designers, they, we have a quote. It says for now, we cannot comment much about the game, but our goal is to offer new gaming experiences that exceed those of the previous game. So we will need the skills of many people to create this new game. That's the reason we're looking for new terrain designers at Nintendo. So, you know, we have, uh, more quotes from it, but that's kind of the main one that we want to talk about because they mentioned terrain and like, um, basically everything that we've seen so far coming from the interview is that they're talking about a new map or terrain for the new game. So do we, do you think it's going to be a new map in the breath of the wild game? Cause I know that was one of the main critic criticisms you had of breath of the wild was it's uh world was not lively enough. And the map, right? Was, well, no, I was fine with the map. Okay. My criticism about maps in Legend of Zelda is the inconsistency between Okay. Them. Whereas, like, even still, like, they didn't have to be the same, but when you look at Twilight Princess's map and where, you know, the Ordon province and the Faron province, I could have had to botch the names, I'm sorry. But no, those are both right. No, no. Ordon? Or, it doesn't matter. I said it was yeah. right, then I didn't know. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, in Skyward Sword, they had the same one, but even though they weren't the same maps, they even flip flop where the provinces were. And it's kind of, it's just like, yeah, stop it. It's, it's, it's annoying. And yeah. so I have always been the biggest advocate that Zelda continuing forward needs to keep the same map for yeah, a okay. while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause they made a huge map and you could do so much with it now. So it's like, just sure. keep it, you know, save us all the drama of having to learn a brand new thing because it's like, it takes forever to, to learn that map. And if you keep, kind of changing things up here and there with it yeah on that same map it's it's still going to be enjoyable every time so yeah the the question of do i think this will be a new map no the reason why is because we saw the castle rise up at the end of the yeah trailer that they showed now that doesn't mean that they can't pull off something let's say like majora's mask which is right. like the only like real great example in, in Wind Waker where like everything was just not the same and it was like totally worked out, right? Right. So obviously we see that, you know, at the beginning of the trailer, they're underground somewhere, assumably under Hyrule Castle. Yeah, that's There's what a I whole lot you could do of there. We don't know if you get transported somewhere or whatnot. So I don't think that they're changing up the whole map because it's a sequel. It would be dumb. You know, if they right. did, but you know, if they did just completely change up the map and call this a sequel and everything like that, then that's just the dumbest thing I think you could do. Cause it's going to waste more time in the development and it's just, yeah. it's just annoying if they do, but I don't think it's right. Case. I think Zelda fans and people who like playing these games are not like, they're not into the games because of the maps per se. I mean, world building is important and, you know, when you're in the game, you want to feel like you're part of this universe, but I don't think it's like the main part of Zelda. I think a lot of people more than anyone, anything care about the story. Right. And so I think you're totally right in that Breath of the Wild, like some things that you can see, like the physics of that game are just so crazy. Like all these like speed run strategies you see for like uh crazy manipulation of like the yeah. time the time stopping uh, slate thing and even and, just bringing like an airship battle with a broken guardian up in the air right yeah I, we've all seen the video where they play the parts of the caribbean music where they're floating right. around in the air shooting at each other it's hilarious yeah and like that world like the map and the the physical world was 
very impressive, like what they did. And it was gigantic. Like it was huge. And so, like you said, they could probably just stick with it, just change the story and give us more time on that map. Maybe change up a few things like, uh, make it a little livelier, like you've kind of, you yeah. know, said in Show the past. progress of that, like we're rebuilding Hyrule now. Right. You know? And like, maybe, because this, this is like the latest in the timeline now, officially. Yes. Correct? So, you may maybe see like bigger like cities, but not like super modern, but cities instead of just small little villages, you know, yeah. stuff like that you could see because uh, in uh, Twilight Princess, Hyrule Castle, there was a whole giant like castle town like right that was basically a city and you know we could we didn't see anything like that in um in breath of the wild and so we know it's getting rebuilt after Gan- calamity ganon has gone is gone and yeah whatever evil they saw in the trailer is being reawakened but there could have been a big time gap in there where they're you know are rebuilding and there's been like a boom of progress because there's no evil and i think that the map and the idea that they're saying that the these new people that are working at Nintendo are based around map and terrain. I'm thinking more of like dungeons, and they kind of the uh, few uh, articles we've seen from the interviews have been based around. Um, they do are talking about like dungeons and stuff in the game. So, what I want to see based on this news is a return of dungeons as we know them, as like in Twilight Princess and Ocarina of Time. Those dungeons, right. we I don't. The Divine Beast idea was awesome. Obviously, it was an incredible experience playing through those. Those four Divine Beasts were incredible. But I did get a little frustrated at the fact that the 120 shrines spread across the whole map built put together would probably make basically the amount of dungeons that you see in a typical Zelda game. Yeah. But it felt like these smaller little blips. Whereas I like these big adventurous. You didn't feel satisfied when you got through any of these, like, like you did when you got through the water temple and Ocarina time. Right. Yeah. And so like all those little rooms in the water temple were split up into a bunch of little shrines basically. And that's kind of what they said they were doing from the beginning, but I'd like to see them, return to a more standard format, even though I am happy with both. Right. You know? Yeah, no, I, I get it. And, and I mean, we, we just don't, cause we know that this originally started out as a DLC idea. Cause yeah. remember they said, we're just going to make a sequel because we have too many DLC ideas. So we're just going to take all those and throw it into here. There's right. still a lot of questions to be answered about what's going on here. And and I, I think making a return of, of official dungeons is I think you could easily implement that back. And I and I yeah. think they should if they, if they can. Right. But I don't know. I mean overall I'm glad to see that they're hiring new people and they even they even talked about in, in some of their comments like, you know, the way to interact with what's around you and do things, you know. They were impressed by how people were doing it, like you said, and they wanted yeah. to expand on that so people could do more things than they could imagine with it so yeah they did so much work in creating this map and creating this these physics and how the game plays like the shield surfing you know all the interactions between the slate abilities and they've done so much work and you can tell and that's why people love exploring that map but in the end once you find everything it's like you kind of realize that you just kind of watched a video basically of what happened in the past and you didn't really progress. Like you said, right. I don't share the sentiment of like disliking that as much as you do, but I do 
understand why it's not as satisfying as like progressing a story yourself being the form you're being you being the thing that progresses the story forward and um yeah i'd like to see them return to kind of like a kind of grassroots ideas of what zelda is but in this new world they've built and done so well on So Kingdom Hearts showcased their new Reminded trailer, and we just watched it. It was pretty cool. Uh, they gave us a lot more info from what we expected uh, when that when it was released this winter. And Austin, you're a Kingdom Hearts guy. You criticize what you saw in their first trailer, and you get to criticize a lot of what you saw, just the whole game of Kingdom Hearts 3, except for the end. I know you like the ending. Yeah. Um, the very, very ending. Very, very, yeah, like yeah. the ultimate ending. And... But yeah, with this DLC coming out pretty soon, uh, what did you think of the new trailer, and the, are you excited for it? I think it's going to show more than I originally thought it would. So my big thing with the Remind that I was criticizing was like, all right, well, you, you may show us how Xion gets back into the picture and how Roxas appears out of nowhere. And this was such that I felt like should have been expanded more in the actual game. Where the whole game was like, all right, it was kind of pointless until the end. And then all the end did was set it up for past Kingdom Hearts 3. And I was like, what's actually what we cared about to see in the Kingdom Hearts 3 you didn't show? And I thought the trailer was, uh, the the DLC was originally showing that. And I was like, well, it's kind of too late. I've already seen the end of Kingdom Hearts 3. Like, it doesn't right. really matter as much anymore. I still think they're going to show some of that. And it's going to annoy me. But it seems like what they showed. So when we were watching the scene and it was showing, you know, Sora in the sky world and talking to the, you know, cheer thief, the yeah, cat yeah. looking thing. Yeah, yeah, he was talking about Wolba Kari's heart at the end of kingdom hearts three, before you fight Xehanort, Xehanort kills Kyrie. Yeah. And then we got confused. We're at the very end of the game before it showed the, the spoilers people before they showed the Zigbar thing being L- yeah. Lushu. Uh, they showed Sora and Kyrie sitting next to each other on a tree and then Sora disappears. And we're like, wait a second. Last time we saw Kairi, she got killed. Now everything's done. Now we see him sitting on a tree and Sora disappears. And Were they K-I-S-S-I-N-G? Well, well, oh, maybe. <laughs> I mean, that's like the song. What, so <laughs> what now you have to think about is, okay, so he obviously went looking for Kairi because he asked the Chirithi, well, how's Kairi's heart now? So it's, you know, it's in critical condition, basically. And we know that in Kingdom Hearts 3, when Sora first went to that world to reclaim the hearts of him, Riku, Kyrie, all those who got killed by the, you know, the Heartless Tornado the first time. I forgot the name they gave it, but they, they the Chirithi warned him, you know, coming to this world is, is physically hard on you and on your heart. And if yeah. you keep coming here like this, it's going to have consequences. So we know he went back. So maybe yeah. this shows what happened when he went back right. and why he disappears at the end of Kingdom Hearts 3 and why Kyrie saved. So I'm assuming he's going to save Kyrie's heart in, in some of this. We saw Vanita, we saw a secret fight with Vanitas. Um, that's awesome. And then right after they showed him Vanitas, they also showed a thing against him and Zigbar, which they showed his form that he had in uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 and, and the Keyblade. All these names are missing right now. I used to be a lot better with these names, but... It's all good. He didn't have the Oblivion Keyblade. He had one of the others, but that was really cool to see the Kingdom Hearts 2 form right. with that Keyblade against Zigbar. Like, that was, like, very, like, 
if you play Kingdom Hearts 2, that one hits you're you. You're like, in the, what? In the soul. Yeah. You're like, oh, that yeah. looks so good. I, w- so. I want to I stop you just for a second because I know you're about to get into like the really cool thing. Um, yeah. But I like how the, the, the little cat, what's his name? Cheerthy. Cheerthy. How he said that it is rough on your heart and that you would have consequences because that's the thing that I've noticed as someone who doesn't play a lot of Kingdom Hearts that like people, when they die, it's like they not they didn't die. It's like they're not, they're still in the game. Their hearts are like doing random things, you know? Right. It's like when they die, they just, their heart is temporarily gone out of the existence that we're, we're in and doing something else. Yeah. And so it's kind of cool knowing that if ultimately we may see consequences of that being that happening constantly to all these yeah. characters. I kind of like that. It's kind of cool. The, yeah. And then the last thing we, you know, we just saw a bit more of, uh, the master of masters, who's apparently come back talking to young Xehanort. And that's what interests me the most because it's like young Xehanort started playing a huge role in dream drop distance. And that's when they explained the whole time traveling thing. We had to go there apparently. And then, you know, he obviously played a big role in kingdom hearts three. And it's crazy to me that young Xehanort knew that the old version of him was going to fail. And yeah. set him up for failure on purpose, and I'm tr- I really want to know why young him set old him up for failure. Old him doesn't know, but young him knows, and the master of masters has something to do with that. That's the kind of cool thing for yeah, me. Again, I don't you. like the <laughs> I don't like the time traveling thing. It's like Kingdom Hearts; you already have enough complicated stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, why would you do this to us? Also, uh, lingering will versus Terranort. That's, that's what awesome. that's what I was saying was the thing because you were explaining to me like that's like a huge deal because I, yeah I think it's I think it's gonna be first off I think it's gonna be a huge deal story wise and I think it's just gonna be a battle it's gonna be one of those original Kingdom Hearts battles where it's like you're going to want to throw the controller you lose so much it's gonna yeah. be one of those as long as we're playing it oh, the the cut scene, yeah I was about to say who would you scene, play as in that it didn't show that we're playing them but I have to assume that they're gonna let you play. Lingering would you Will think they versus Terranor. Would you think you would get to play as Terranor or Lingering Will? Lingering Will. Oh, okay, because Terranor's the bad guy, Zaynor. ultimately, yeah. right? Kind of like right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, ultimately, it's Xehanort, but... Yeah, right? it's, it's the it's the thing holding Terra's body and, and mind, yeah, yeah. you know, away from... It's not, know, he's not Terra anymore, he's Terranor because of yeah. this. Yeah, well, we call him Terranor for short. I don't think oh, they really? officially named him. Oh, okay, I, I thought that was his name, like, in the... That makes sense. I mean, he's an evil version of Terra. yeah. So, I yeah, but you know, it, 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 it showed some promise again. It's still like, do we have a release on it? It's a coming this winter, this winter. Okay. You and in, in your little intro, you accidentally said a trailer shown this winter. It, the trailer said it's coming this winter. Oh, sorry about that guys. No, you're good. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So excited for it when it finally does, I guess I'm still, uh, I, I understand <laughs> Brendan, Nintendo earlier this week <laughs> dropped a weird thing. Yeah. And people were playing on a circle right. and Joy-Con right. strapped to legs. We're like, all right, Mario Kart, Warrior Wear, what's happening? They said more information on September 12th. Well, we're recording today at September 12th, and we got an eight minutes or weird. Seven. Yeah, weird. <laughs> weird trailer yeah. about what's going on. And there's a game coming out with this. What they called Ring Kong, Ring and Kong, jo- and, and Leg Strap, original names. Yeah, 
it's like an action RPG called Ring Fit Adventure. Adventure. So what you do is this is a action workout game where you actually have to do workouts to like fight enemies. You legit have to run in place just to move. It's obviously very fit orientated. Uh, definitely taking strides, I guess, from the Wii Fit board and yeah, Wii Fit. Yeah, so it was <laughs> odd. the 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 trailer was cringy. It's so cringe. Heck. So I'm bad. sorry, who whoever you are, the guy that, that the actor. Did, <laughs> credits to getting on a Nintendo trailer. I wish nothing but the best for you. Yeah. I'm scared of you. <laughs> Did you murder someone? I have Please nightmares. tell me. <laughs> I have nightmares. Again, no yeah. disrespect. I really don't mean to be mean, but I have nightmares. I paused the video. Riddle could attest this. I paused the video at one point. And we just looked at him. His face. I just died for Like, him. tell me like, who you murdered. <laughs> yeah. The woman felt cap- captive, too. Like, she yeah. was like... I have to get See, out but, of but here. She also had some a level of cringe too. It was she did. It was it was not Nintendo's a uh, best marketing. Why play. do why do women that have roles like that, whether in sci fi movies or like whatever yeah. they're describing stuff, they have the same haircut? Okay, <laughs> I didn't. Notice. Do they not? I, I don't feel. I don't know. Do they? they either have that haircut or like the the ponytail like okay. thing? I don't know. Okay, maybe that's a pattern. I, this this is it's just a random thing. I, it's got to be a science to it, you know. There's yeah, marketing science. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. It's always so weird how like pe- like companies try to like learn who you are. But here, I want I want to react to the okay. the whole thing and just roll out. I'm just gonna say we on this uh, on this podcast we usually take a pretty you know. PG stance on like cursing and stuff but when I watched this video I was just like what the hell is happening <laughs> this is a weird ass commercial yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like what is this I don't know it was it was bad uh but yeah no first off I should say it was like cringe city <laughs> you should go watch it just for entertainment not even for the actual content oh. but um anyways I will say here's what I'll say about the whole thing I think that it's strides ahead, like you said, uh, of like we fit and like it's at least making exercising fun. But I, I could honestly see how like if this is a story, an RPG, and they're trying to, it's like a loosely based story. But if it is a story, yeah. it's like they're going to make it where like you'll have like 10 hours of story that leads to eventual you beat the game. And then after that, it's just an exercise video that you do. And it's super. Yeah it's super weird and it's, it's how we're incorporate it, especially with the fact that the, the, the ring con, if you're, if you're listening, I'd like literally Google a picture so you can like, uh, see what it looks like. Cause it's so strange. All the things you have to do. I mean, it's better than the Wiimote, you know? Yeah. But, um, the, uh, you know, I, I think, <laughs> I think that, they are doing their best. Just to put context for what Renan's talking about, think of the Mario Party 8 video game where you had to shake the soda cans, and that's what motion yeah. is referring and to. And that's like every motion in like every Wii motion control ever, dude. I mean, it just became that, you know? Um, <laughs> but anyways. Um, yeah, no, I just... I don't know. I think that this is a weird play that they're making, marketing-wise, and like I expected us to when we got when we got the switch to eventually get into that mode we were with the Wii where they're just making games for anyone and everyone like families and stuff yeah. and we know now that you know the Wii was like one of the most selling consoles ever I think it was the most yeah 
And it was all because families were buying these like crappy games <laughs> that were made to like do stuff like weird gimmicks like this. And that was it, you know? Yeah. And the Switch has not become that in any, by any means, but it's, you know, we've had it long enough. Nintendo's just trying to cash in on a few things like that, I think. Yeah. And well, and this is definitely not the first. I mean, Amiibo, Labo. I mean, yeah, that's we, a good point. We thought, you, uh, we thought Labo was going to, you know, kind of be a flop. We knew it'd sell, but we didn't think it would be as big as right. Because we definitely didn't think Amiibo was would be as big as they are. So it's like, yeah, this is definitely one of those moments where we could be laughing now and be like, oh wow, people actually care about this. Yeah, you know? and you know what? The game looked good. Yeah, as good as it could, really. Yeah, like it. Not good, good. Like but. not gameplay wise, good or anything. But like when you looked at the graphics and kind of what was going on, like. The, the layout of the land that they had going on looked like a really right. cool place to play with if you didn't have all of this stuff going on with it. But right. for all intents and purposes, I'm impressed by what they're doing with the Joy-Con technology. Right. Because it is, you know, they explain how the ring works and all that. And it is, for all intents and purposes, pretty complex yeah, it's simple to to set together and, and do all these things. Like, yeah, there's apparently like actual s- stuff within that ring that like talks to the Joy-Con and yeah, yeah, yeah. does all these things. Like, I, it's it's very impressive. And then they talked about you know you can check your blood, you know, pulse on the which I'm skeptical of, but yeah, I'm it'd be cool. The too, fact that they could yeah, in any way is impressive. Yeah, so you know you got to be impressed by it, and you you can't blame Nintendo for trying it with all the things that I just mentioned earlier that they tried and yeah. did well with. Um, I do think it will. Uh, I think people are gonna buy it. I mean, and it's one of those things that I'm definitely not buying. But if I go to someone's house and they have it, I'm gonna be like, "Yo, let's play it. Turn like, that let's on. Let's see what it is. Yeah. Let's see what this, these uh, weird people are talking yeah, about." Yeah, no, because <laughs> I I would legit like even though they had literally things where you have to lay on the ground to do. If I'm in that type of mood, I'm like, I'm going for it. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, just put a yoga mat down and you can do it. You can defeat your enemies by squeezing it, squeezing your, legs. your <laughs> the ring in your leg. It's so weird. <laughs> it is weird. Do, uh, just just do you know some wrestling stuff. You know, I think, or do like a Hulk Hogan noise, like "Come here, brother," and do that. Maybe you'll feel like you're doing something yeah. cool. <laughs> I think the reason that it is seems so bizarre than it ever has in the past with the other games like this is because I feel like in the past when we've seen these exercise type games, it's like connect. You know, there was no controller; it just followed your body movements, which was kind of cool. But then with the Wii PlayStation wand. Yeah, it had like the Wemo and the wand from PlayStation, but the Wii Fit, it was like essentially just a scale. And so that was easier to understand. This is like this weird ring that you're like squishing around and moving in different, you know, locations. And it's, it's just, it's so weird. But I will say the logic's there. Like if, if you were to take exercising and an action RPG and merge them together, logically you'd come up with what we saw in the video. So, you know, I'll, I'll give him that. It's just like, I don't know. I thought, you know, this needed to be mentioned because of just how bizarre the video was and bizarre the idea of what they're doing is. But um, overall, it's still just like another Wii Fit. And, yeah. you know, they've made some strides. But if you're into that thing, I mean, I'm 100% all for anyone that needs to get exercise, getting their exercise in every day. Like yeah. totally respect it. If you want to do it that way, do it that way. It's awesome. But, uh, it's just weird. <laughs> yeah. But I'll tell you what, man, Nintendo knows how to market. 
they know how to capture your attention. Oh, you yeah. know what's crazy is they dropped this video, not not the video that came out today, but like the teaser video for this teaser trailer, I guess. Yeah. They dropped that on the same day that the direct came out. Yeah, I did Which, see that. Like we did the direct, we we recorded after it, and then because no, the direct came on Wednesday, but like I sent you that video. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. I don't know, but um, that's a good point though. I want to say is that uh, sorry to interrupt you. No, uh, is that they they dropped it very close to the direct and it wasn't included in the direct. And this is something that I that was weird. Yeah, that was weird. Too. And that's something that I kind of mentioned when we were watching the video together. You know, a few minutes ago when uh, I was like. It seems like this is not even Nintendo almost like uh, in the video. They were like, do this and this, and this is the game. And here's all the stuff about it. And then it's like, and then Nintendo switch is sold separately. It's like, well, of course it is. Like, yeah. Well, it's like, it's almost like there's this whole other company with this like, you know, cringe marketing people that are marketing this game. And Nintendo's just like putting their name on it. You know, um, quick mentions. There is a multiplayer mode in it. There was a, mini game mode in quick it. Quick play, yeah. Yeah, so which like is a... the multiplayer mode. Is you, oh, pass, oh, okay. you pass like the ring off and, and other stuff. Um, so you can get multiple people. Because they had to make sure in the vid, in this cringy video that when they showed other people playing it, there was a couch full of people behind them overly excited Over, for them <laughs> running. That's the best part of all these videos. <laughs> like The reactions of the people around the people that's actually playing the game because they're trying to be as interested as the person playing, but there's no way they could ever yeah. be. Just watch any any video game commercial. Like any, this is even not, not just this one. Like well, the Mario. funny thing with Nintendo is that, you know, remember when they were originally doing the Switch and then I think somewhere in the UK that, that trailer that everyone got where they were playing the Switch games the switch was on developer screen where all it had was text on it. It was the same trailer that we all got, but they oh. forgot to put the gameplay in the screen. Like, oh, that's so great. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's it gets even worse when you know that all the things that they're cheering for that's happening on they screen. They had to act it out. Yeah. Like there's actually nothing happening. Yeah. And so kudos it's like, to those guys <laughs> acting that well. <laughs> right. Like, I'm I'm glad you get paid to act excited. I need that in my life. Like, right. <laughs> um, I guess I, I guess at every job you technically get paid to act excited if you work customer <laughs> service I guess that's true but you, they don't that's really have true. to deal with people to, <laughs> to be excited for they just yeah. look at a blank screen I could do that you could pay me for that Nintendo I'm here I'm okay. open I'm open for work <laughs> anyways the last mode uh, Rennie kind of said it quick sets it's where you actually don't play games where they just like hey do workouts with it if you just don't want to play a RPG with it you just want to yeah. work out so well. Work out for me. Work. Well, I don't know how much we have what else to say about that because it's kind of a weird topic. I just That's all I we just say. I'll buy it. we just really <laughs> wanted to mention it because it was kind of just a, a whole bizarre thing that it did. But I do want to mention before we go though, uh, just because you got to talk about Kingdom Hearts and I don't get to talk about Hearthstone much, but Hearthstone actually came out is coming out with Tombs of Terror next week. It's the solo adventure content. I wanted to mention this. Uh, for the uh, Saviors of Old Doom, Old Doom expansion, and it actually looks pretty cool, dude. They're they merged. They have nine classes, right? Mm-hmm. And they've merged. They've merged them together to where they're all dual classes, and so we're kind of seeing this like new version of all these cards put together, plus new stuff and bosses. So it looks pretty cool. And they had a brawl, uh, tavern brawl, which is a weekly uh, play mode leading up to it, and it's been really. 
yeah. really fun, like very replayable. So it's glad to see that Hearthstone did make a really good turnaround. Yeah, for the and better this past year. There have been some expansions that they had that have been very like lukewarm at best. And mm. the last two with the starting this new year have actually been very successful. And I'll say like, you know, I'm not ever going to be in a personal like I was in the past, but I have been playing a lot more, especially when I'm in this lull right now, waiting for borderlands. Now borderlands is out. It's what I'm playing mostly, but that was a little bit of a lull there. Like I didn't have Mario maker, uh, even though I wanted it. And I just, I thought I'd get frustrated if I bought it <laughs> to be honest. Right. I'm just gonna like playing Hearthstone to kill the time, you know, and it's it's fun, man. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Well, with that said, I always hate when I when I put it like that because it makes it look like I don't care what you just said. But Hearthstone is awesome. Yeah. I no. I always acknowledge that Hearthstone has a niche community that right. needs to be. No, it's the same way I react when you say Kingdom Hearts stuff because I'm just like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> cool, cool story, bro. Everyone's Zaynort. And everyone that's no, not Xehanort is Sora. Sora. Exactly. <laughs> that's all you need to know. All right. And now, everything goes to Zigbar. <laughs> I don't even know what that even means, but it's whatever. <laughs> Who's Bragg? We don't Zigbar know. is Bragg. And Bragg is Luxu. I don't know anything about what you're saying. But, <laughs> I know. But with, that, so with that said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, just remember you can rate and review the show and we will shout you out. Um, I don't know what Austin's doing right now. But... <laughs> <at> you. Um, <laughs> The uh, our Twitter is at player five pod and our Instagram is at player five underscore podcast. Uh, you know, uh, in, uh, you know, talk to us on there and comment and tell us what you want us to talk about. If you have a a, a topic that you'd like to, to suggest, like this week, pretty slow week on news, so we kind of found a few things we wanted to talk about, but we definitely would have thrown in something if we had a a you know a comment somewhere. Yeah. Um. Yeah, if you want to do that, just let us know what you think. And um, <laughs> I'm just laughing. The King of Hearts thing. I'm just okay. thinking like Doctor Jackal is high. High is Doctor Jackal. Nothing. Bruce Banner is Hulk. Hulk is Bruce Banner. Okay. Heisenberg is Walter it. White. Walter White is Heisenberg. That's a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, spoilers for the Hulk, for the people who want to go watch Hulk. I guess. Yeah, so Bruce Banner is Hulk. Hulk is a was a person. That's true. <laughs> Spider Man was Peter Parker. <laughs> Superman was Clark Kent. Stop. Batman was Bruce Wood. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Just kidding. No. Uh, all right. Well, it's been a good ep- episode, I think, of Player Five. It's been a good week. It's questionable at this point. Uh, at this point, yeah, it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess we'll see you next week, guys. See you. Be like, slam, slam. I put it in a hoop like jam, jam. (laughs) Got it. I got it now. Okay.